the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And each and every week, I really do my best to bring information to you that's pertinent, things that are going on in our society and in our lives as we age. And this week is a little different. And if you remember at the beginning of 2022, I said the first Saturday, Sunday of every month, I wanted to do something different. And it's a topic called love overall. And the reason I'm doing this is because I really felt strong in my spirit that there is so much going on in our world and more now even than when we started this. And I feel like it's escalating. And in my spirit, I was like, we need, we, all of us listeners need to hear more about the word love. We need to hear more about how we can make a difference in this world. And there is no doubt in my mind that the number one way is through God and the Bible that he's given us thousands of years ago as a guide to lead and to direct us. So I am blessed to have Pastor Tim Helland here with us today. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for being here. And our topic, Love Overall, is really all-encompassing, right? It's about let's look at love Mm -hmm. over everything else Mm -hmm. because we have all these distractions in our world. Yeah, well, of all the things that God has given us, the greatest the greatest of these things is love. That's what Paul writes, and that's what we read. And so today I wanted to, um, we're going to look at four aspects of love that we really will, will be gaining from some verses out of Romans 12. Um, we're going to really be in mostly today in verse 9, 9 and 10. And uh, we live this life, this this Christian life, this this new life that we have in Christ where God has given us his love and he's expressed his love through his son to us. And so 
um, life becomes so much better with God in the center. And with God in the center, we begin to realize that what he's filled us with is his love. And it's not, it's not the same as the love that we find in, in, you know, in the world and, and other relationships. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Movies, TV, whatever. Facebook. It's, it's this, it's a divine love. It's a part of the character of God that, that he then instills in us. And, and I want us to, as we go through the discussion today and in the next couple months, we're going to be really taking most of our material from Romans 12 is to come to the place where we realize that in living with this love inside of us and we begin to, when we experience the love of God, when he gives us his love, we can't take credit for that. That's him loving us. And as we learn to love others and these relationships become better and better, we can't take credit for that. And it's, it's really living a life where we, we are constantly letting people know everything that I have, everything that I am, everything that happens in my life is a function of what God is doing in me and through me. And so we're, we're learning how to love, not just differently, but more like God. And, and so if you, if, you, if you go to Romans 12 and you, you go to verse 9, the very beginning, it talks about how love must be sincere. And when we, we use this, we use the word sincere and we see that in the, the NIV or whatever translation you're using. And what that means is, is we need to let love be genuine. And as we look at this word genuine, what, what genuine means literally is without hypocrisy. So now when we start going deep into what does it mean to love by God, it means to live without hypocrisy. Now, I, I think it's important for us to, to be reminded that the number one reason why most people don't want to go to a Christian church is because they see Christians as being hypocritical. hypocritical. Yep. So hypocrisy is a big problem. So, so, and, and, and when you, if we really start to break down that word and we go to the, what does that really originally, where did it come from? You go back to the original, way back in, in early Greek, in the Greece, Greek empire, it, it, it meant, it referred to an actor who would play various roles. And so they would have, and, and back then they would have masks. And so, you know, you look at the happy. And now, let me and add. now, okay. yes. <laughs> All of us do. <laughs> but, you know, you, you look at the happy mask and the sad mask. And so you would play one character with the happy and you were, you were good, you were jovial, you, you brought joy. And you put on the sad mask and you went out there and you would tell a story. You would talk about something that brought people down. And living and loving sincerely loving genuinely means not putting on any mask and it's 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 learning to love from the very center of who you are and i i believe that this is it's so important for us today and our, our i believe that our, our our goal in all of these saturdays and sundays as we're going through 2022 is to how do we reach the parts of our culture that we're, we're most divided from because of cultural issues? Which that's that's not God's plan. You know, as, you know, as far as, as it's 
in our power, we're to live at peace with everyone. And, and we're, we're to learn how to love everyone. You know, just the John three sixteen over and over. You're going to hear this from me. Who did God love? He loved the world. Who's the world? That's everyone. What did he do? He sent his son. So here we are representing Jesus in this world, in this life, in this culture. And I believe that God is saying, I need you to show my love to every single one of these groups in your culture, whether you agree or not. And it's not that we agree, support, endorse, or any of those. It's that we love. And, and it's not loving hypocritically. And this is why the first statement coming out of Romans 12 is love must be sincere, meaning you cannot fake God's love ever because he never fakes it with us. And so as, as we're pushing into this, this uh, broadcast, what I want us to do, and this is where we're going to go to three more points, is to find a place in, in, in us, and it's, it's not us creating it, it's really allowing God to begin to expose to us what masks, what covers are we putting on who we are to try to show people that we love them that's a little bit less than sincere or genuine. And, and, I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to put words on it, but I'll tell you, so often as, as we're walking through our life, we can uh, project something that we think is giving people the correct image of who we really think we are, that's, that they're seeing right through. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes for me it would be um, authority, to, to, to try to be authoritative and to try to speak, you know, and people see right through it because it's not that I don't have authority. It's that that's not my personality. And, you know, other people will try to overcome issues, whether it's racial or gender or um, finances, economics, whatever. And so, and, and you see this with someone who's, you know, one of the examples, and I know that I lived it when I was coming into my 20s, was to try to project that I had more than I really had financially. Well, it's not just the twenties. I think we all do that all oh, the time, <laughs> all through our lives, right? You know. Well, what do we do? You know, today, what? You know, here I am, sixty. I try to project a, an image of youth. Well, <laughs> people see through that pretty quick yeah, at some point. <laughs> yes. So it's learning to be genuine and learning to be sincere in our love. And so, so how we're going to do this is, and to start is. Learning to love from the very center of who you are. And when I say the center of who you are, what I mean is, is from your spirit, from your soul. And, and the next three sessions, you know, um, segments. segments is really, we're going to really begin to see how we do that. So um, let's, let's, let's dig into this. I love it. And one thing to add to that as you were, as you were talking the perception of how we see others also, mm -hmm. not just ourselves in the masks, but you, when you look at someone else, you're looking at them through your glasses. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's things you're looking at and seeing that aren't really there. Maybe. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's, which, which I love where you're, where you're going with this because the next, the next segment is, is love must be discerning. And so when we allow this divine love to begin to shape 
how we see ourselves and how we see others, it will begin to shape the way that we project love to others. And, and the first thing God does is he, is he takes the lenses or the mask off of us, cleans the lenses, and then allows us to see people the way that he sees people. Exactly. And that's Amen. when we can love sincerely. Amen. And if, if ever, listeners, there's someone in your life where it's just, there's something that just bothers you, I just encourage you to pray and ask God, help me, God, to see this person the way you see them, because that's what I want. We want to see people, God, the way you see them. We were created in your image. Mm. We were created in your image. So I just want to encourage you today. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be back in just a few moments to get into our next segment. And if you don't already have your Bible out, please go get it, open it up, and turn to Romans 12, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, love over all. And the reason, as you all know, listeners, I probably don't even need to say it again, is because this is pertinent. This is what we need in our world. And that's our topic every week. We always want to talk about aging. We want to talk about next steps. And to me, this is the best next step we could talk about. Mm, mm. We have Pastor Tim Helland here from Creekside Christian Church. Um, Pastor, share your phone number, or website, whatever. Yeah, whatever we are uh, Creekside Christian Church. We're 1892 um, East Auburn Road. You have to think about We're that. We're in the southeast <laughs> corner. I don't ever give our address. But our, if you want to find us, the best way c3foryou.org. The letter C, the number three, the number four letter u.org and uh, all of our information is there uh sunday mornings 11 o'clock we're doing church we do bible studies and grief share we do other services all around um having a blast serving the lord and if you're looking for a church we'd love to see you absolutely absolutely so romans 12 um i asked everyone to open their bible up and i'm gonna let pastor take it away because i already know we've got well we we, when it comes to um figuring out not just what love is, but how we love, you, you go to Romans 12, and you're starting at verse 9, and, and it gives us this beautiful list of how to love like God. And so we started with the first one is, is love must be, let love be genuine. So love must be sincere. And then right after that, in, that, in uh, Romans 12, 9, it says, uh, abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. And so to me, this says that love must be discerning. Being, you, we need to be able to tell um, when something is on or when it's off, when something is right or when something is wrong, when something is good or when something is evil. And I know that as we read this, this verse and as we think about what this says, in our minds we're thinking, okay, I need to be able to look at people out there and be able to discern who's on, who's off, what, there's, what, what, what is it that they're saying that is right? What is it that they're saying that is evil? But let me, let me really, let's, let's turn this 180 degrees and let's take the scripture and let's focus in first. And, you know, being, we can't love genuine. We can't be sincere in our love until we know what, what virtues are we signaling to people that we really don't possess? Amen. And, and I know that it's tough. And we'll, right here, we're going to lose all kinds of listeners. But this is what will take us to a place 
where our love becomes more genuine. And it's by being able to, to, to look inside and be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm trying to project this, but I don't even possess that yet. That's not, it's really not a part of me. And, and we don't, being, you know, children of God, being a part of God's kingdom, being a part of this amazing institution, which is his church on earth. This is the body of Christ. We don't ever have to try to be something that we're not. I was telling our, our church the other day in finding our place that uh, I once somewhat self-deprecatingly said, in the body of Christ, I'm the baby finger. I'm just this little, you know, seemingly insignificant thing. And I had someone who was a part of our church who was a, um, a um, physical therapist and a, uh, in the medical field. And they said, you, you realize that, that when you, if you look at your hand and you make a fist, he said, now, now take your little finger out of that fist and try to make a fist without your little finger. And you realize that without your little finger, your fist has no strength. You can't hold on without the baby finger. And I realized that part of my function in the body of Christ is to help people hold on. That's my job. And, and you know, I'm not the head. I'm not the ear. I'm not the heart. I'm not, you know, a big whatever. I'm, and, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, okay, I'm okay being that because that's my function. And so, so when we're, we're looking first inward, what are the things that we really possess and how do we use those to, to, to really love? And, and I think that each of us needs to learn. One of the lessons that I, I give to parents when I do parent counseling or parent teaching or we're doing conferences or whatever, and this is something that I had to learn on my own, is as you're raising kids, especially when they start getting into those adolescent years, we have to learn to never be surprised by anything. No matter how bad something is that my kids come home and say they saw, they experienced, or maybe they're even involved in. We can't react, react. super you know, demonstratively. As a matter of fact, the more demure you can be, the more information you're going to low key <laughs> right the more you'll actually and it's the information you get after the first flow that actually becomes very accurate and so so when we're when we're learning to be discerning in our love it's it's not that all of a sudden we judge everything the minute it comes out it's, it's almost the antithesis of that is that you allow information to flow and and it's not that you're 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 not judging it is that you're not verbalizing or articulating your judgment and and a dis a very discerning person by and large as a rule you would see as being very quiet and so you know um those who know me i i if i were to um ex explain how do i live and how do i love my love would be loud my love is is is, is out there and it's i don't know it's real. Yeah, That's, it's real and it's yeah. loud. That's just, I'm a, I'm a very vocal person. But I also know that sometimes being that way shuts people down from communicating back. And so um, when I, as I was reading through this part of R Romans 12, you know, the second part of Romans 12, 9, and then it says, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. 
it doesn't say lash out and fight against what is evil. It says have a very healthy disdain. That is, you know, when you when you abhor something, you stay away from it. And so, I know that if there's if there's something in me that's not right, if if there's any evil in me, Lord, show me, and then and then help me to abhor that, so I stay away from that, and help, then help me to cling what is good. And as as we begin to look at other people now, now when we get ourselves straighten out and we start to look at other people that way when we see evil in them we abhor what's evil not the person but when you see something good in them cling to that and and all of a sudden i have found and i have learned especially over the last 10 years or so that i can look at someone and see something in that person that i really don't like that is obviously not right and this is something that we have to especially in ministry Start looking for something there that's good that you can cling to. And that's where you begin to build a relationship. And you can, you know, the the more transparent and sincere and genuine we are, then the less likely we are to project hypocrisy, which then engenders them to trust us more. And, to you know, now they can begin to cling to what we're really putting out there that's, that's good. And I believe that, as we go through our lives and we're looking at all of these relationships that God brings to us, and, and, and it's important, not every relationship is going to be the quintessential Sunday school relationship. There are going to be people that come into your lives that don't believe in God, that aren't living for God, that might have some real serious issues Negative. going on. Right, right. We have to know, part of discerning is knowing that not every relationship is a good relationship. Some you just have to let go. Not every choice is a good choice. I think sometimes we think because we made the choice, it must be good. Couldn't be anything, especially this is something that young people really, younger people struggle with. Let's look at, 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 at how we've gone through our lives. Has every job that's ever been offered to you, was that the best fit for you? Was it, should, do you take any job? No, when it comes to a job, you you know, we're, we're pretty choosy. Restaurant, you just go and eat at any restaurant. No, we, we learn to discern. Well, this discernment should be a part of how we f- approach relationships and especially how we love. And, you know, we could look at money. We could look at health. We could look at all of these things. And, you know, here's, here's where I want to kind of land before we go into the, the next segment. How do we treat our, our own health. And by that, here's something, this is a place where I think we've, we all learn pretty quickly to be discerning. Relationships need to be healthy. So the way that you approach your own health is the way that we should be approaching relationships. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And that's pretty rich. There's a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot there. So I encourage you listeners, just keep, hang on, dive deep, persevere through this because, you know, we're getting into the real stuff and that's what this program is about. One thing that you mentioned, Pastor Tim, do not verbalize or articulate your judgment. I think we're in a world right now that everybody feels like they need to talk and they need to share and they need to tell people what they think. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut. I know we talked about this last month, but it's actually more mature and you're the bigger person if you actually 
keep your mouth shut and do not verbalize and articulate the judgment that you may be thinking in your head. Mm -hmm. You do not always need to say it. You're listening to The Patriot, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our program. We are here today talking about love over awe with Pastor Tim Helland. And Pastor, we're all on the edge of our seats because of your last comment, so I'm going to let you just take it away. Well, you know, as, as, as we're learning to look at people through this, this Christ lens, so, so you know, we become new people, and we're going to talk about this in just a minute, that as we begin to forge these new relationships in this relationship that we now have with God through Christ— we need to be able, you know, uh, to assess each relationship we're going into, and, and is this a good relationship? Is it a bad relationship? And then, you know, what, and I and I linked it to how we we deal with our health. And now, let me tell you something. This is, I'm a guy who was told at one point in time that I had super high blood pressure, super high cholesterol, and I probably wouldn't see 50 if I kept going the way I was going. So I had to change everything that I was doing, everything that I ate. My whole life changed, and all of a sudden. Donuts every week. Go oh on. yeah, <laughs> caramel macchiatos and donuts. That was not a good breakfast. They're all gone. <laughs> so, so you you start to assess what you're about to put in your mouth. Well, we should be doing the same thing. What am I bringing into my life? And so, anything that's toxic needs to go. Abhor what is evil. Anything that's good, hold on to. So 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 how do we do that? how how do we do that without coming across as being holier than thou or or you know appearing to be you know the very thing that we started with that that's not genuine or sincere Verse 10 of Romans 12 starts this way love one another with brotherly affection and and we need to learn to lead with this display of tender affection Now I know for for Perhaps for a lot of, you know, guys or people that, that, that see themselves as being very masculine, they're like, oh, I could never do that. Well, you can if you view this from a godly perspective. And what I mean by that is this. Each of us, when we get saved, the way that Jesus references that in John 3, 3 is to be born again. And so, you know, even when, when Nicodemus comes to the high, one of the priests comes to Jesus and said, how do I get saved? And Jesus says, you must be born again. Well, how do I get born again? And so he, he goes through this whole thing and he, and he uses this term that links us to our birth moment. And, and he says that when we accept Christ, we are born again into God's family. So I have... Uh, live, I had four siblings. One of them passed away. I still have three siblings. And one's in California, and one's in South Carolina. One's up here in Michigan with me, and one's a creative art director, and one is the, out in California, crazy successful, doing great things. And I, I have a sister who's, uh, a, a, I mean, she's amazing with books and numbers and organizing and running companies, and she's just super. And so, and then there's me, and, and, and so we're all we're all very differently. But let me tell you the one connection we have. Emmy Helen. That's our mom. That's where we came from. And no one can ever change that. And that, that common denominator puts a, 
an, uh, 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 an essence into the relationship we have that makes each of those relationships incredibly powerful and important. This is what being born again means. So that, you know, I'm sitting across from Wendy right here, and, and we come from very different backgrounds, very different families. But because of what Christ did and our relationship to him, we're, we're brother and sister. And so all of a sudden, every single person that I meet, whether, and let me just say this, whether they're part of the church or not, we need to lead with this brotherly affection, this, this, this tender affection, I'll, I'll call it, which means as we project Christ through how we're living, it can't be me saying, um, where are you from? Oh, well, I was born here, and that can never happen. That's why skin color doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Uh, financial influence, job, you go on. Status, what a, all, right. None of those things matter because, um, you know, in, in, in our family, we have, you know, my sister and her husband, way crazy successful in the, in the tire world and just, just way, way up there. You know, uh, Chicago, Atlanta, London, now they're out in California. And, and, and then there's me, he was in the ministry over here. Has, has, has them going off and doing what they do affected it? No. Has me doing what I... No. We are brother and sister, and we love each other, not based on what we're doing is where we came from. Yeah. And I, f I just feel like it's the world standards, right? And oh. that's what we need to come against, because it is not the world standards. It's God's standards. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things that I... That, and I don't want to appear to be um, overly pompous here, but when you're a part of God's family, as we become a part of God's family, every person in God's family is a part of me and I'm a part of them. Why are we, why are we praying so hard for the people in Ukraine right now? Those are our brothers and sisters. Amen. Actually, we should be praying for our brothers and sisters in Russia too. I, I am. I am. Yeah. And, and, and so, so, so when I, when I, when we drop into this 10th verse, of Romans 12. And we're looking at this list now that, and it's not just Paul giving it to us. It's, it's God giving us this list through Paul saying, here's how I want you to represent me. First of all, genuinely, sincerely. Secondly, learn to be discerning on what, what relationships you let in and which ones you, 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 you push away. Thirdly, lead with tenderness. And you know, for me, that means by and large, here's the two things that people first see when it comes to relating to us. It's our facial expression. And I, I had someone say to me one time, you know, you kind of have a mean resting face. <laughs> <laughs> to which I responded, Sorry, that's I, really I, really, funny. I really can't do anything about that. And I, I honestly, I don't like my smile. So I, and unless something's really going on in my life that I like, I'm not smiling. And they're like, well, that's how, you, and then after they see my face, the next thing it's, it's my words. And so, and honestly, I try to project tenderness, which is really difficult with this mug. It's different for those of you who are listening. I have a face you for have radio. A face for, I knew you were going to say. <laughs> but then it's, it's, it's our true. words. 
And and so we have to use tender words, which I'm telling you, that's so anti against where our culture is right now. And why would God say this? The next point that we're going to go to, and we're going to pick up on this, is is learning to try to outdo each other and honoring the other person. And the only way to do that is by leading with a soft word. You know, we love put-downs. We love, you know, it's, it's fun. And you, when you listen to a lot of uh, comic, stand-up comic, what a lot of it today is is putting Making down. Fun of other you know, people. I know when I grew up, it was your mama jokes or whatever. And so we would, you know, try to put somebody down in front of a group of people, and that's how you got to laugh. That's very cheap humor. That is the exact opposite of tender words. And I'll tell you, that's the kind of lead that destroys relationships. And that's where we are, unfortunately. And I got to be honest with you. That's something that I have to really struggle with because I, I, I have to be careful of because I love to get a laugh from people. And sometimes the quickest, cheapest laugh is some sarcastic statement that you make at somebody else's expense. That is not tender love. Yeah, this is, this is, um, this is great information, Tim, because honestly, I think we all, uh, and I love how you're using yourself as an example, but I think everyone listening to this program right now feels that, you know, and I got to be honest, gossip is another big one, right? Oh, talking, absolutely. I mean, when you're saying, you know, making fun of somebody, just talking about someone in general with a group of people or anyone else is inappropriate. And God looks at sin the same way. Whether you're talking about someone or you murder someone, gossip and, and murder, yep. aren't they the same in they his are. eyes? They are. They are. Yeah. You can kill with your words. And, and I think too often that is how you know all of us find ourselves getting in trouble relationally. And this is where, going back to the verse statement we made, the number one hypocrisy that people complain about who aren't a part of the church is... I, I, I see what you're saying about how you you believe, but then I hear what you're saying over here about somebody else, and they don't they, they don't, don't match. They don't match. This, that's hypocrisy. And um, so so Paul says here, lead with tender you know affection, which it has to be visual, it has to be verbal, and then it has to be physical. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking further with our guest, Pastor Timothy Helland. Share your number real quick, Tim, if you could, before we uh, go to break. Yeah, uh, my you you can reach me at pastorhelland at gmail dot com, and uh, you can, if you need to get a hold of me, two four eight five zero five five four nine two. We'll be back in just a moment. God bless. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to uh, Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, love over all. And if you're just tuning in, we're entering into our last segment, and you've missed an absolute ton of information. So please try to listen to the podcast online. Go to PatriotDetroit.com. Pastor Tim is truly speaking from his heart. He hears from God. He reads the Bible regularly. And he's a wealth of knowledge that I think we all need to learn from. And we're blessed to have him here today. And in this state that we're in, state of 
our community, our our actual state, our United States. We need love overall. Mm, mm -hmm. We need love overall more than we've ever needed love overall. So that's why he's here today. So thank you, Pastor, for sharing from your heart. Uh, Listeners, for opening your Bibles and and bearing with me and doing something a little different once a month because I really feel this is pertinent. Oh, absolutely. And I think that we, we're, we're, so many people will say this. I've ne- never lived through a time like this is unprecedented. And I think we overused that term unprecedented started in 2020, but there's also more opportunity now to do things than we've ever had. And when we, we, we look at what God has given us as a metric or as a, um, an example for how to live life and how to, how to reach the world, how to love the world, how to love everyone around us. And, and in particular today, we're, we're the next actually between now and May, we're going to be looking at these verses from Romans 12, where Paul is saying, we need to learn to be genuine and sincere in our love, how to discern what, to and what not to love, uh, and then um, and how, how love to, honors, yeah, right? how to be to sh- to lead with tender affection, and then the second part of verse ten in chapter twelve of Romans, he says, and I love the way that this is written here: outdo one another in showing honor. And I here, here's where we 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 come against the grain of humanity. In that each one of us wants to be recognized for something or whatever it is that we do well. So anytime we do something well, we love to get the recognition for it. I'm guilty of that. You we know, all are. We all are. So, so we get to this 10B of Romans 12, and he's saying, outdo one another. Oh, I got that. I know how to do it. I know how to compete. And he's saying, here's what you really need to compete in. Compete in showing honor to someone else. So, so can you imagine if, I mean, gang, can you imagine this world if we actually did that? And I'm going to be a little bit critical even of the church here. Can you imagine the church if we actually did this? And so, so here's why Paul writes this. This is why God gives this to us is because he's saying, I want you to learn to always push the other person up. Every chance you get, even above yourself. You know, we, you, you look at, uh, you know, when we, we, we go to the, uh, the scriptures that show us, you know, the real priority and the hierarchy. So you, it's God, Jesus, and of course, men love to read it because it says, uh, wives, submit to your husband. And, but what does it say above that? Above that, it says, submit one to another. To another. Everybody should be submitting to each other. And then there's several other places through the, the, the New Testament where, where it says, prefer the other person first. Serve them. Give to them. And if we can learn to, to look for the good in other people, and then when we see it, talk about that. It's the opposite of gossip. It's the opposite of sarcasm. It's the opposite of put-down jokes and, and all those things. You know, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you. When you start to honor somebody else, you're not going to get a laugh. As a matter of fact, probably what will happen the first few times will be silence because people will be thinking, did they, did they just say that? And, and the person that you're honoring, if, 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 if we're not honorable people and we start to honor someone, they're, they're going to be waiting for the angle. They're going to be waiting for, 
Oh, they're setting me up to, to bring me down. And that's, it's, it's a heartbreaking narrative of, of, of where we are as a culture right now when that we actually have to talk about this, but I'm not, listen, first I'm looking inside to Melon and I'm realizing, man, I am not, I'm not doing a very good job here. But, but as we do this, here's what begins to happen. The issues that we see in the culture right now. Now, as Christians, we want to blame everybody else. We're always pointing the finger. Oh yeah. We, no, 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 no. We got to We got to reach and look in first. Then what I believe we'll begin to see is we'll see a lot of these things that we see as problems can turn into solutions. So every time you see someone that, that you don't understand, or maybe it's someone that you don't really agree with, stop and look for something there that you can compliment. And, and, and it's not that we're, I'm not saying that you need to endorse a lifestyle that is against God's word or God's principles. I'm not saying that. But I am saying when you see someone, an individual, a human being, listen to me here, created in the image of God, who perhaps is lost, and we begin to look for something good there, anything, and you mention that, and you, and you, and you give the compliment, and you begin to show honor. I'll tell you, all of a sudden, you'll see fear turn into hope. And I think one of the, the driving forces in our culture today, it's not, it's not a loathing of differences. It's a fear of differences. And I've learned that a lot of what people don't like about Christianity is their fear of Christians. And I believe if we can learn to be more sincere and how we approach people, to be genuine in how we, you know, which means this, really love them. Do it in love. Exactly. Learn to love them. And then love over all. Bingo. That's why Jesus, God says, there's three things remain, right? Faith, hope, and love. And then what does he say? The greatest of these is love. Pastor Tim, will you pray for our listeners right now? Absolutely. We have we have three minutes left in the program. I think this is an awesome time. We just really dove deep and persevered through a lot of great information. I think we all need some prayer. I don't want to, uh, let's pray. I want to pray with you and for you, and I want to pray for our community, our nation, and our world. Amen. Father, we come to you because we know you are supremely aware of everything that's going on universally, globally, in our world. Lord, you know what's happening in, in between Russia and Ukraine. You know what's going on everywhere. But, Lord, it doesn't stop there. You know what's going on in the minds and the hearts of every individual, and not just those who are listening to this program, but on, the, on this world today. And, Lord, we come to you asking you to help us to love all the people that you've put in our lives, the way that you love us. I pray that you would help us to be sincere, to be discerning, to lead with tender affection. And Father, that you can begin to help us to honor others more, even than we honor ourselves. Help us to learn to outdo each other in showing honor. But these things, we thank you for in advance, and we pray believing for them. Father, I pray that you would help us to be the difference that this world needs.
And Lord, that indeed your love would be over all. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, I'm sure you were as blessed as I was. We have covered a lot of information. I have shared with you the reason we're doing this truly is because I have had this in my spirit for a while and God shared with me to bring on Pastor Tim. So again, this is a God thing. Um, (laughs) And if you're just tuning in and you're wondering what just happened to Next Steps for Seniors, we're going to recap all the things that Pastor Tim talked about in our last minute here. Uh, One of the things, Pastor, that I wanted to add to everything you already said is, you know, Jesus had an inner circle. He Mm -hmm. had key people that were were his people. Mm-hmm. And then he also had 12 disciples. Right. So I just encourage listeners, I think that's a great example of what we need in our lives. Oh yeah, and I, and I believe this is, you know, when you look at the at the discerning aspect of this, it we do need to be choosy about who we bring in close to us. And and when you find people that are good, cling to them. And I'm not saying be clingy, but <laughs> <laughs> hold tight to those people. And and you know, if there's any toxicity going along, Get that out. Just like you said, your healthy scenario. Mm-hmm. Share that one mm-hmm. more time. It was good. Well, yeah, I think that we need to begin to treat our relationships the way we treat our health. And that is to be choosy about what we put in, well, as I will say, to these temples that God gave us. These, these are our bodies. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you do every day. Thank you for sharing this message with us. We, need to, we needed to hear it today. It's an honor to be here. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We do our best each and every week to bring pertinent information, your questions, real life, real answers. Be blessed today. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.